Welcome to another edition of Dual Candle Radio with Lenora Sarver. Got another great show. Stay tuned in. Hello, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's hanging in there. And I hope everyone is finding a way of unity and pulling together and consoling one another, praying for one another, just this is where our comfort's going to be. Reminding everybody that Yeshua is returning soon. Just hold on. All the signs are there. I don't know about you, but every news feed, every, you know, social media feed, whatever, it's all showing nothing but disasters going on around the world at an all-time high. Folks, when I see this, yes, it's prophecy coming true. Yes, what God is telling me is coming true. But good grief, I don't feel like I'm preparing the people enough. But yet, I'm quickly reminded. You know, just like watching Instagram the other night, and there was a Bible prophecy scholar on there, and he's like, I don't see why nobody's talking about all this stuff going on. Um, actually, there are people. I am talking, but a lot of people don't like me talking. So therefore, I am lost in the sea of voices on purpose. <laughs> and people would, uh, you know, whenever people ask me, what do you mean by that? It's like, well, you know, some people who are promoted to talk get to talk. Those who are not promoted, who really, you know, are shadow banned, censored, everything else shut down, put on the back burner to a later date, those people don't get to talk. So what we have loud and clear is many mouths of false prophets, etc. But those who even have an ounce of real are hushed. But that's nothing new. God already knew that, and he already has a plan. Amen. Either way, if all of you cannot tell that we are in the end times by now, this show today will just be another reminder. So whenever Yeshua does return in the clouds, you won't be one of the ones gnashing your teeth and yelling and screaming saying, I wasn't ready. But we have a choice now. God is reminding us right and left. And he's not kidding anymore. There's not going to be a, oh, we've got 50 more years. We've got all this time to get right. Actually, none of that's promised. So get right now. It's your best bet. Whew. And i tell you what. Seeing all this Bible prophecy come to pass is hair-raising. Yeshua's return. Ah. And I know everybody smiles when they think about that. But he's coming. All the signs are present. The prophecy is coming true to support it. Just hold on a little bit longer. 
In the meantime, before I get on to today's message, I'm going to do a quick recap of uh, some content on previous shows. So if you have listened to any of the shows between April and June, then you will hear clearly that I have been warning the people of a brutally extreme hot summer. Well, this news story that I'm getting ready to read on uh, is kind of like proof to me, but it's definitely proof. Regardless if it's just me or 5,000, it doesn't matter. Um, but basically it's from USA Today. And the name of it is Climate Breakdown Has Begun, Globe Swelters to Hottest Summer on Record, New Data Shows. This was published by Doyle Rice, September 6, 2023. So just last week. This is the Earth just sweltered through its hottest June through August on record, European scientists announced Wednesday. In addition, ocean temperatures were also at an unprecedented highs in August, and Antarctica sea ice remained at a record low for the time of the year. It was also the hottest August on record by a large margin, and the second hottest month ever after July 2023 according to the World Meteorological Organization, which is WMO, and the Copernicus Climate Change Service. Oh, I'm going to have to check that place out. First time I heard about that. Then it goes on to say, climate change, how U.S. cities are already feeling the effects. A new U.N. study shows climate change is no longer a hypothetical of the future. Here's how it's already affecting regions across the country and what you can do to prepare. Oh, well, that's great. At least they're telling us to start preparing now. And then it says, our planet has just endured a season of simmering the hottest summer on record. United States, excuse me, United Nations Secretary General Antonio said in a statement, climate breakdown has begun. Record warm oceans and record low Antarctic sea ice is basically, I mean, that's been the topic besides extreme heat. But to break away from the article for a moment, folks, I know we haven't gotten to next summer yet. I know you probably don't want to think about next summer. I know there's many people who just want this summer to end. It's been a very hot summer. They're sick of it. They're tired of it. And they're ready for winter. Hold your horses. That's all I can do to warn you there for this moment. Now, currently, I haven't had any visions of what the next couple months is going to be like yet. I'm kind of happy. And I know that's not the best thing to say, but at the same time, it's like, good God, some of these visions are brutal. And when you're in the prophetic, you have to recover after these. Because, you know, you're one person and you see this broad impact on just humanity. And then you're hushed on top of it. So you feel like you're going to explode with this information. And you need to get the information out because that's the purpose of you getting the vision is to warn the people. It's not for, you know, to go and get rich or famous or anything like that. I don't see how anybody would want to cash in on this anyways. But still, 
it's challenging. But next summer, I'm telling you now, ahead of time, way ahead of time. Now, by the time we get around next summer, I'll be feeling like a broken record, telling the same thing over and over again, just to get it into people's heads, what is coming. But every year until the fullness of this has occurred or come into completion, the intensity will be times three per year. So if you think this summer was hot, get ready for the roads to melt next year. Get ready for the bridges to collapse because they can't take the strain of the heat. We'll do more than cook eggs on the sidewalk. Okay? This is where we're headed. Now, for those of you who are listening and have been listening and you've put a little bit of trust in my witness or my voice in general, this summer coming up, I would spend this entire winter preparing for it the best you can. Or at least engineering in your mind game plans on how to get through. You've gotten a taste of what it's going to be like this past summer. Get ready for next summer. I know we've got, you know, months and months between now and then. And many of us who, even those who are listening now, the... You may, you know, go on and week after week and month after month and forget everything that was said here today. But you'll be quickly reminded next year, without my voice. I'll still be here, Lord willing, giving you all a heads up. Hey, get ready, get ready. But I would spend this winter getting things ready. Setting aside money, doing whatever you need to do. Because you've seen where you went into lag this past summer. You've seen where you went into just problems. Now you kind of know what kind of obstacles you'll have next year. And when that time comes, know it's going to be intensified. That much more. So keep that in mind in your preparations. Okay. But basically, it says in this article, August had the warmest global monthly average ocean surface temperatures on record at nearly 70 degrees. Temperatures beat the prior record March 2016 each day in August, the WMO reported. The extent of sea ice in Antarctica also was at a record low level for August, with a monthly value of 2% below average. Easily the largest negative, I mean, it's just abnormal for the month since late 1970s when records began, according to the WMO. Now, it goes on to talk about the sea levels, uh, 2023 temperatures so far. So far, it's saying, you know, the year so far, January to August, is the second warmest on record behind 2016, when there was a powerful El Nino, the WMO said. Scientists blame human-caused climate change for the burning of coal, oil, and natural gas, with an extra push from the natural El Nino, which is a temporary warming of tropical Pacific Ocean water. 
I like how they say temporary. <laughs> and it says extreme heat also impacts air quality. The new readings on high global temperatures came as a WMO released its latest bulletin on the air quality and climate, noting that extreme heat compounded by wildfires and desert dust has had a measurable impact on air quality, human health, and the environment. Well, the, there are going to be next year some dust issues, just to give you a heads up. And it's mostly going to be not just dust bowls in Arizona, that kind of stuff. You're, we're looking at sand dust going in all areas of the globe. So that is what we'll have coming up next year. Because um, if you can imagine extreme long-term dryness and what kind of impact that's going to have on just the environment, this is what we're looking at. Oh, man. But then, that's just an update as far as the weather. Now, there's another show that I'd done about censorship, stuff like that. And we're just going to do a quick recap. says, Biden administration violated First Amendment over COVID-19 content on social media court of appeal rules. And then we have another, and that was Fox News that I just quoted from. That was 20 hours ago. Then we have another from the Hill. Appeals court rules government likely violated First Amendment in vaccine misinformation campaign. And I'm not going to go into all those, but I find it strange. As far as I know, most of these social media platforms are still privately owned. So how they violated the First Amendment, I'm unclear. But we already know people were censored. We already know people were shadow banned. We already know the fact checkers and everybody else. You know, everybody had to be on the same mainstream story. And whoever was not, that's when they came down on them. And there's a lot of people who are still holding true to that story. Like, yeah, it's mainstream. Everybody needs to be on the same page, but it helps when everybody's on the same page and everybody's saying the same thing. Instead of, oh, these 10 people over here are saying something different and these five people over here are saying something different and all of them have challenging, overlapping, colliding views, but we're just supposed to make heads or tails out of it. You know, we need to get out of that part. Because I was looking at, you know, just the one article, just for example, um, about that individual who did not portray all the information for the Maui fires, but he was just trying to get it published. So basically, the information that he had, even though it was truth, didn't go against what, didn't go with and went against what was widely accepted. So that tells you they have an agenda before they even publish the news stories. And if it goes against that agenda, it's not getting published. So how do we know what is valid and what is invalid? What I will say is these last couple years has been, and I can 
easily jot it down as the couple years of the most invalid moves possible. It's amazing how things are going through. But basically, those two news stories about Biden and the Biden administration over COVID-19, you know, I don't even know if anything's going to happen with this. I think just pulling out the realization. But it's like whenever they rolled this out, all the other countries kind of hopped aboard like they were just secretly waiting to do something like this anyways. And then before you know it, it's law. So it's an invalid approach at first, and then you give it a little bit of time, and then it becomes valid. Is anything going to happen with this? Uh, probably not. Because basically, whenever it comes to censoring people in in, in dismantling fear-mongering networks or conspiracy networks, etc., they kind of liked it. So now, if you look at just the Facebook community standards for once, or for an example, you'll find on there a whole new several sections of what's not going to be tolerated, what's tolerated. So now what was once an invalid move is now very valid across many directions. So the actual censorship and shadow banning and everything else is now a way of their operation. So to see Biden endure anything with this, knowing what I just said. Nothing's going to happen. It's going to just move on forward as a, oh, okay. And that's about it. And I know a lot of people are hoping that the next administration comes in and, and undoes all this stuff and fixes everything else, but no. A lot of this stuff will be left in effect. It's kind of sad. But as we all know, I mean, we were alive during this time. It was more than just misinformation over COVID-19. It was anything that was coming against the main agenda. Even jokes. You know. It wasn't just the one thing. And they already know nothing's going to be done to them. So that's why they're allowed to go on like they do. It's a different sort of immunity, folks. Either way, God help us. But that concludes the uh, updates from previous content. I'm going to take a quick break. Be right back. Alright, so for the rest of the show... I'm going to start with a couple news stories, and then we're going to move on to what is in biblical text about this situation. Um, there's a lot of chatter about many things going on. One of the things I've been eyeballing for quite some time, so let's get right into it. 
and I am reading to you out of Financial Times. It is Joe Biden makes his big Middle East push a Saudi Arabia-Israel pact. It says the U.S. plan to normalize the country's relations would remake the region but faces big obstacles. Well, they can face big obstacles, folks, but they will get through them. It is what is prophesied. They will get through them. It says, after months of shuttle diplomacy between Washington and Riyadh, hope I said that right. The shape of the Biden administration's blockbuster plan to normalize relations between Israel and Saudi Arabia, and in doing so, reshape the region's geopolitics, is coming into view. So are the obstacles. There's a reproachment underway, President Joe Biden said at the end of July. It was a cautious shift in tone from the president, who only weeks earlier had downplayed the chances of a diplomatic breakthrough. The terms are complex. Saudi Arabia would open formal relations with Israel, bringing hopes that other Muslim nations would follow suit. Hmm. In exchange, Riyadh, Riyadh, I hope I'm saying that, would secure more U.S. defense support and assistance on a civil nuclear program. The kingdom would also want Israel to make concessions on the Palestinians' aspirations for statehood. The two regional powers would then step up tacit bilateral security cooperation. It would mark one of the most significant deals in recent Middle East geopolitical history. Delivering Israel applies the prize of diplomatic relations with one of the leaders of the Sunni Muslim world and the custodian of Islam's two holiest sites. For Biden, it would constitute a foreign policy victory just as he intensifies his bid for re-election in 2024. It would satisfy a strategic ambition for the U.S. as it contends with priorities elsewhere creating a lasting peace between Israel and its Arab neighbors has bedeviled American presidents for more than a half a century, but also became signature foreign policy achievements for many of Biden's predecessors. And then if you keep reading, it goes on into all the different presidents and, you know, their different accords. We know Donald Trump, he did the Abraham Accords. So basically, it's just doing a recap of what all the different presidents tried in a peace deal. You know, we're going to need, and this is comments outside the article, for the temple to be built on the place that it needs to be built. We're going to need a peace deal to get that done. And if Israel and the Arabs can come into some sort of agreement, then we'll be able to do that, leaving out the court like what it says in Revelations chapter 11. Leaving out the court for the Gentiles. But at this time, you know, if you're reading through Revelations and it's giving you a heads up what what the world's going to be like, you know, the city's going to be trampled underfoot for a while and the temple will be rising up in the midst 
So, I don't think anybody's putting that kind of two, to, two together. They could. I mean, good for them. Kudos. But if not, well, then there you go. But, basically, it says, uh, towards the end of the article, it says, some sticking points have been playing for some time. Saudi Arabia has long stipulated that a Palestinian state would be a prerequisite for any deal, as it is set out in its 2002 Arab Peace Initiative that offered recognition to Israel if it withdrew from occupied Arab lands. And that's the thing. They want their land. But it's like I've described before. It's like a sandbox of two kids. And neither child wants to share the sandbox. Because both of them want the whole sandbox. So, I know this may sound surprising for me to say, but if anybody can pull off this deal, it would be Biden. He has a way to come across getting the job done and worrying about the problems and backlashes later and then sidestep all that and keep moving forward so but that's just the Arab peace deal I've been watching that very closely since July and I've been seeing I've been praying over it I've been seeing various signs and I feel like we're not very far off from this coming into completion and that's going to be a game changer for that region. Now, the next one would be, let me get all the way to the top, the BRICS Summit 2023, Seeking an Alternate World Order. And this was published August 31st, 2023. And for those of you who don't know what the BRICS are, it's Brazil. Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they met for its annual Leaders Summit in Johannesburg, South Africa. And that summit was on October 22nd through 24th, so just a couple weeks ago. The highlight of the 15th summit was the agreement to admit six new member countries. Argentina, Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, who will officially join the group in January 2024. Ten Council of Councils, experts from BRICS members and beyond reflect on the future of the grouping and what expansion means for global governance. See, we cannot get this kind of global governance until people agree. But while people are fighting and squabbling and not wanting to share, that's basically what it is, it's going to be difficult to pull through and get everyone on board to where they're okay with one another and get this done. There's been a lot of up obstacles up until this point, but the good thing is it's happening. A lot of people are not ready for this. Next year is going to be a major mile marker in biblical prophecy coming to pass like never before. I don't know if people are ready for this, but you need to get ready. 
it's no longer time to stick your head in the sand like a flamingo and act like this isn't happening. It's time to wake up. Get your souls right. Get yourselves right. Get your homes in order. And some of you may say, well, what's the point in getting my home, getting my home and myself in order if it's just going to, you know, catch on fire or blow away or some kind of disaster? It's like, well, you know, that could be a possibility. But at least you know where you're going when everything hits the fan. Up to you. Because you can't say whenever the day of the Lord comes. Well, I, I didn't know. I, I mean, I thought we had a little bit. No, actually, we don't. But then it goes on to, if you go over, and I'm just going to read this top paragraph right here, because it says, the world should welcome the new kids on the block. <laughs> so the 15th BRICS Summit has gone further than any other in recent past to modernize and galvanize the grouping. It has sent a strong signal that the post-World War II order should accept the multipolar reality and change with the times. Phew. Folks, are you hearing this? Okay. The grounds are set. The board is set. We're almost there. Now, let's look at what God has to say about all this in his word. many of you may or may not know this is Bible prophecy on the verge of passing it's on the verge of manifesting becoming apparent how many more signs do we need but you know before I read this because I'm going to be reading to you out of uh, Ezekiel 38, parts of 39. There's controversy on who Gog is. Gog and Magog. Now, basically, the, the starting point there is above the Black Sea, which was Russia, etc. So, but there's controversy there. Because, you know, you look at when this was written, thousands of years ago, and then here we are in the now. And one of the things people have done over the ages is try to take Bible prophecy from that time period and fit it in the now. But there's always details that make you question. Now, if we are on one faith, one mind then because of that, because of, you know, the Rahakadesh, the Holy Spirit living within us, we will speak clearly and understand mutually clearly. And if you're trying to align Bible prophecy to begin with, understand in advance that it will fall and align on its own. You know, besides just the gift, besides the person holding the gift, besides the one, you know, and God who gave the gift, the gift works on its own in a lot of ways. 
because you look throughout scripture it says you don't have to go and do all these things the gift will make room for you you just follow in suit in step with God that's it seems simple but for a lot of people they cannot seem to grasp the concept the principle of how to get this done you shouldn't have to strain with prophecy now it says in Ezekiel 38 and the word of the Lord came unto me saying a son of man set thy face against Gog the land of Magog the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal and prophesy against them and say thus saith the Lord God behold I am against thee O Gog the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws and I will bring thee forth in all thine army horses and horsemen and all them clothed in all sorts of armor even a great company with bucklers and shields all of them handling swords Persia Ethiopia and Libra with them all of them with shield and helmet Gomer and all his bands the house of Togerma of the north quarters and all of his bands and many people with thee be thou prepared and prepare for thyself thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee and be thou a guard unto them after many days thou shalt be visited in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel which have been always waste but it is brought forth out of the nations and they shall dwell safely all of them thou shalt ascend and come like a storm thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land thou and all thy bands and many people with thee so thus saith the Lord it shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind and thou shalt think an evil thought and thou shalt say I will go up to the land of the unwalled villages and I will go to them that are at rest and dwell safely all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates to take a spoil to take a prey to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land Sheba and Dan and merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee art thou come to take a spoil hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey to carry away silver and gold to take away cattle and goods to take a great spoil therefore son of man prophesy and say unto Gog thus saith the Lord Gog in that day when my people of Israel dwell of safety shalt thou not know it and thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts thou and many people with thee all of them riding upon horses a great company and a great in a might mighty armor and thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land it shall be in the latter days and I will bring thee against my land that the heathen may know me 
when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. Thus saith the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken in old times by my servants, the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them? And it shall come to pass, at the same time when Gog shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. So that the fishes of the sea, and the fowls of the heaven, and the beasts of the field, and all creeping things that creep upon the earth, and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake in my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground, and I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother mm. and I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood and I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him an overflowing rain and great hailstones fire and brimstone Thus will I magnify myself, and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. We're looking in chapter 39. It says, Therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog, and say, Thus saith the Lord Gog, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. And I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of thee and will cause thee to come up from the north parts and will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. And I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand and will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel thou, and all thy bands, and the people that is with thee. I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort, and to the beast of the field to be devoured. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. And I will send a fire on Magog, and among them that dwell carelessly in the isles. And they shall know that I am the Lord. So will I make my holy name known in the midst of my people Israel. And I will not let them pollute my holy name any more. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. Behold, it is come, and it is done, saith the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken. And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth, and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers, the bows and the arrows, and the handstaves, and the spears. And they shall burn them with fire seven years. I'm going to stop right there.
seems like there's a total undeniable relation so far just by reading Ezekiel 38 and 39. And then if you were listening to a radio show earlier when I was talking about is the Euphrates River drying up, folks, all this is happening. Are you ready? Please be ready. Things are about to get so insane, I don't even think we're going to be able to have statistics. Because I know a lot of people say, well, if, if you don't get ready, it'll just be another statistic. Well, I don't even think we're going to get decent statistics this time around. Because imagine everything going haywire at one time. Even your emergency response systems, everything is challenged. This is where we're headed. Now, let's move over to Daniel. And I'm going to be reading to you out of chapter 7. It says, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spoke and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heaven stove upon the great sea, and four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion, and had an eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made stand upon the feet as a man. And a man's and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second like to a bear, and it raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it, and they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of its four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. After this I saw, in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it and it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it and it had ten horns i consider the horns and behold there came up among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was like that of the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, thousands 
thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. And the judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake, I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed, and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, and all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of these things. These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, and his nails of brass, which devoured, breaking pieces, and stamped the residue with his feet. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn that had eyes, and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows, I beheld. And the same horn made war with the saints, and prevailed against them, until the Ancient of Days came. And judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, The fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first. He shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it unto the end, and the kingdom and dominion, and the greatness of the king under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, 
and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cognitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. So, we have heard the two different news stories with the BRICS nations, and we've heard President Biden's Saudi peace deal. For those of you who would like to go and look up these news stories with a little more depth or detail, just scroll back to the beginning of this part of the episode. <coughs> And that way you can go and look up the news article yourself and read it in full. Um, then we heard Ezekiel 38, parts of 39, and then we heard Daniel chapter 7. I'm going to let the listener listen back, read over the, the content that I'm telling you about today and let you prayerfully consider the information that is coming forth. Folks, if you don't see the now in what I have just spoken about, I pray for you. I remember years ago I had a vision of a carousel and I had horses on it at the beginning of the vision but towards the end of the vision all the horses just kind of fade away and it turned into glass and then it turned into mirrors and then it turned into what looked like pictures living pictures and then I began seeing all the chapters in Revelation just come alive on that carousel. And basically, at the end of the vision, I heard the Lord say, this is going to happen all at once. Folks, how much more warning do we need? What is it going to take to get us out of this state of denial because if you're looking around and you're seeing all these and you're still not convinced you're in denial okay plain and simple if you are looking around and you're starting to double think and rethink and ponder and all kinds of things you're you're getting close you're on the right path because you see how things are turning out and if you've looked around and you see what's happening um, and you're getting your homes prepared, you're getting your, you know, yourself prepared spiritually. That's ideal. Because everything that's going on is confirmation that yes, Yeshua is real. Yes, Yeshua is returning. What do we need? This is where we're at. In Bible prophecy, this is where we're at in today's world. I'd like to say, oh, this is just a, a practice run. <laughs> no, that was for COVID. That wasn't for now. 
this is a little bit more than just biowarfare or geoengineering or anything like that. This is Bible prophecy coming to pass. And I have yet to find a website where I can check up on the Euphrates River to see whether it's, you know, getting drier. Whenever I checked during that one show a couple months ago, I noticed that there was still some flow. I, I did get a measurement of flow, but I didn't get an actual, it is dry. All I got was, it is drying. So kings of the north got to get through somewhere so and we have a lot more coming out of this you know we got that g20 summit and everything else going on if they make a pact that's supposed to be for seven years just so you know that's coming up in the process hmm. um all i can say is to get ready get ready get ready get ready and we're having you know those who are believers we're having to get ready in a multiple ways because I tell you what everything is so quick right now and if you're not alert if you're not keeping watch on what's going on with the times you're gonna be caught off guard and you're gonna get in a little mess and some of you a big mess because basically it caught you off guard and slapped you upside the head and blindsided you. Well, the purpose of this show and just, you know, I think personally the purpose of God keeping me alive is to be his mouthpiece. To get people ready while we can. You know, some of you are like, well, it's calm. That's always on the other side of the world. It's not here. And give it time. You're coming next. And everything that is happening right now, especially with climate, especially with the, the storms and everything, just proves what we have here. And if you look at the end of Daniel 7, that proves the great reset towards the end. So. <sighs> we need to stick together as much as possible, unify as much as possible, pray pray and then pray some more that's about the best way I can lead guide and direct I'm still setting up all week waiting to see what God's gonna say next for the next couple months right now we're still writing on what he said a couple months ago last month so until he says something I really can't really give you a heads up but in the meantime, hurricane season is not over. Tropical depression season is not over. Those of you who are on the coast, get ready. Especially that one hurricane that's right off the coast that they're watching. I think it was a level four or five. Um, you know, even if it doesn't make landfall, it's still going to cause issues with the currents, with the waves. So I would expect some issues there but as always it is a blessing to come into your homes every week with some sort of message today I hope this message woke up a lot of people if you enjoy what I'm doing here go to Spotify hit like um, share 
keep people informed because I do my best on whatever information I put on here. I research it. I try to make sure it's as valid as I know at that moment. Now, if I have updates or if I have, you know, information that is not lining up or has changed, I will definitely get on the next show and write that wrong and straighten out what happened. That's not an issue. So, basically, what I've read off today, you can take to the bank. It's, you know, that's a saying. You can take it to the bank. It's sure as, sure as it gets. These are the times that we're in. Get ready, folks. We're almost home. We are in the home stretch. Thank God. <laughs> but until we get there, doesn't mean that, you know, people will not make war with the believers. People will not make war with the saints and try to wear us out. That is what these last couple of years have definitely been about, is wearing out the modern person to tire them, to drain them financially, to break them down into pieces. But guess what? The righteous may fall seven times, and the Lord causes us to stand again each time so keep your faith where it matters keep your faith where it's productive keep your faith in something that is sure and that is the lord and until next week lord willing i will see you all next saturday with another message god bless every one of you tonight see you later